0: inspired sharing
1: your journey
2: good morning and welcome back to real presence live you're here with me emily ledem i'm
1: Dr. chris bergwald
2: and we have been having an excellent morning having uh really fascinating conversations with people from all over the region and this next segment we are so excited for we are here with immaculate illibigiza immaculate are you with us Yes, I am. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for giving us some of your time this morning. Immaculate, we don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to jump right in. I think your story is nothing short of miraculous. For those that haven't heard it before, can you just give us a little glimpse of kind of what what you have been through?
0: Yeah. uh, yes. Again, thank you for having me. I come from Rwanda, this tiny country in the center of Africa. And in 1994, I was a student in the college, my parents were teachers. My, my dad was actually director of Catholic schools, and my mom was a teacher. And we belonged to a tribe that was hated, really. It was political things. It's almost like a, between, um, you know, political parties, but it was tribe. So the government was in power, have decided to kill every one of my tribes. And the very first time it started, that I can remember, our world was over, was April 7th. We woke up, and they told us the president who was on power was killed, and we knew there would be trouble. My parents asked me to go to hide to a neighbor who was from the other tribe, who told not everyone was bad in that tribe, which was, again, very just political. I went to the neighbor. He put me to sit in a bathroom of three by four feet with other seven women, thinking we are going to come out two days later, three days. We spent in that place three months.
1: Mm. Three months.
0: Three months.
2: I can't. I can't uh, even imagine. Wow.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. It was terrible. So, but then the worst thing we came out. I mean, during those three months, they were haunting us. They were looking for us. There was not one day or one hour that was peaceful in those three months. Mm. It was like every second they were shouting, coming near. The government gave order to search every home. It was really the Holocaust. like To to search every home, to make sure there's no one of my tribe, children, all the people. They said we have to cleanse the country. So we came out, and a million people had been killed when the war was over. I mean, the genocide. And a million of people of my tribe had been killed. And even people from the other tribe who tried to protect them. And, um, yeah, it was terrible. Everyone in my family I left behind was killed. Our homes were destroyed. Everything we owned. And the only thing really I felt that I had was my soul. Every memory my parents gave me. Every education they gave me. You know, everything I only held in my heart, in my mind, it is all I owned. Everything else was gone.
2: Mm. So how did, your, how did your faith carry you through um, that time?
0: You know, I will never forget when I was separating my father, and I really didn't know how terrible things would go. I was just one girl among the three boys. Even my brothers were like, you have to go, go. We can run, but you are a girl, and you don't, we don't want you to be in trouble. So I left out of obedience to my parents. But when I was leaving, my father handed me the piece of the rosary. It was a moment that was so powerful, we didn't say much, but it was as if he was telling me, openly, I will not be around. You know what to do when you need a parent. You pray. It was so emotional, but then I couldn't accept it, but I know what it meant. So I held those, those beads. It's all I left with. I was a student in college. I had my lipstick. I had my little bag. Nothing I left with. Only the rosary. So during the time I was there, I felt as if my way to connect my father, to ask for help, for protection, it was through that prayer. I prayed morning until night. To a point where I, I reached a place, a time, I said, if I just say words, they, they don't do much unless I mean them. And that's really when the, the true conversion or the change of heart started. Even to say, our father who art in heaven, Oh, I was like, no, I, I can't mean it. it. You can't be the father of the bad guys. But if you say pray this way, you must be the father. You must say the truth because you are God. Mm-hmm. Why, how can you be the father of everybody when the bad guys? It so, you was know, a huge change of heart. I came out a different person because I confronted God in a true way. I really wanted to say, I want to make sure what I say, I say is sincere. And then I can also benefit from his promises that are in the Bible. When he said, for those who believe, all things are possible, then I I need to know I truly believe his words. Yeah, It was a huge change, a complete new person.
1: If you're just tuning in, this is Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And
2: I'm Emily Lido. And
1: we're talking on the phone with Immaculate Illiba Giza, who survived the 1994 uh Genocide in Rwanda, the only f- member of her family to do so uh, Immaculate you 're just talking there about the change in your faith um, when, when you left after spending three months in a three by four bathroom um, with with several other women um, you prayed the rosary and, and how you even came to realize that our, our Lord our God is the God uh, not only of the victims of your family members, the other members of your tribe but of of the killers as well and, yes. and the change that entailed um what what message w- would you like to to share with those who are listening with us this morning having heard about your own what you've ex- what you experienced 25 years ago
0: what i want to tell people is that to really acknowledge first that we we are all passengers on earth and it really what makes a difference between people is how we have lived and to, about love and hate, how, how much we have loved, how much we have given ourselves in theory. And I want to tell people, I really have seen all I went through, and I have seen the hand of God in my life. And I just want to tell people, no matter what you might be going through, there's always hope. God is almighty. Keep on his side. He's a father of everybody. Just like a father would have children who do bad and do wrong, but the father still loves them anyway. Like don't be the person who fought to hate your own brothers, and even if sometimes you have to run away from them, if they're about to hurt you or they can hurt you, and you can avoid them, you know? But to remember there is hope. With God, every word God said is real. And decide, we are all going to die. We don't know how and when we are going to, but to take every day as a gift and love it and do the best you can. If you need to reconcile with somebody, do it today. The youngest member of my family was eight months, you know, and others were, of course, like much older, my grandpa, and my brothers were younger than me, older than me. And I'm thinking we all had plans for the future. But really what makes a difference now is how my brother lived with his friends at school, how kind he was to the best friends they were playing, to the friends that they played soccer together, how kind he was towards them. Human, and I think that what matters today. I feel I live my life much more with peace, and more excitingly, because I know every day is a gift. Mm. Just to let people know that, yeah.
2: What a message of hope, and what a great reminder for us all. And Immaculate, you're going to be sharing more of your story um, just here in this in the last couple of minutes. Um, you're going to be sharing more of your story in Valley City, North Dakota, this week for a parish mission. Um, mm-hmm. And and this is—is is there a particular message that you'd like to send to those that are uh, coming out for this event? and An invitation that sure. you'd like to make?
0: Oh, thank you so much. Well, what I want to tell people I definitely look forward to have to see many of you. I ha- I, I do give retreats every month around the country in the US or outside of the US. And one of the things that I see people coming out of this is that there will be many decisions. Is that first people say. I'm going to love my family as much as I can, and I'm going to forgive. And that is a grace I pray for everybody. I go into details how I came to in contact with the killers of my family and the process of forgiving them. And I really want to share with, with people just the power of the rosary. Mary, as a part of as my mother, how she was, a huge part of my life, you know, during that time and, and even now. You know, many times people will say, oh, so you must be an orphan now. I'm like, oh, I, I can't say I'm an orphan knowing that my, my Our Lady is my mother. Mm. So I expect many blessings for sure As to tell me after the retreat to happen now too.
2: Well, Immaculate, this retreat sounds fantastic. And again, that's in Valley City, North Dakota, uh, this weekend, October 4th and 5th, uh, at St. Catherine of Alexandria. And, and people are welcome to come. You can register by contacting Annette. I think it's Mechek. And her email is Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, Annette at Immaculate.com um and uh there's also a phone number here you can call 701-320-8469 701-320-8469 that sounds like an incredible retreat i would love to be there looking at the schedule you have some great things in store so uh no of our prayers for you as you travel to uh valley city this weekend
0: Sure. And they can go to my website, by the way, to register also. My website, Immaculate.com.
1: Oh, Immaculate.com. And that's, that's I M M A C U L E E.com. Yes. Great. Thank you, Immaculate.
0: Thank you so much.